Boring you, bro. Welcome to Doctrine and Devotion, a podcast yeah. exploring Christian faith and practice from a Reformed Baptist perspective. My name is Joe Thorne. I'm the lead pastor of Redeemer Fellowship in St. Charles, Illinois. And I'm Jimmy Fowler, executive pastor at Redeemer Fellowship. Mm-hmm. Mm, tired, bro? A little tired. A little tired. Why? You know. How late did you stay up? I didn't step that late. Like, okay, well, that late, not that late for you is what, like 2? No. 1 a.m.? No. 12.30? I don't remember. But it wasn't that late. Okay, well, I know. Midnight? How about this? It was probably around midnight. Yeah. Okay, midnight. Yeah, all right, so all right. Not that around late. midnight means twelve thirty-one. Yeah. Well, you know, it could be. It could mean twelve fifty-nine. <laughs> it's still <laughs> on the twelve o'clock hour. That's mm, midnight for mm, me. So okay, okay. You know how I do it. I know how you do it. Mm. So you stayed up pretty late, huh? No. I get, well, again, that's early for you. Yeah, it's not early. It's just you know, it's about average, I guess. All right. Well, well, we're up early, quote unquote. Yep. It's like eight. It's eight eight thirty. It's not early, but yeah, it's it's eight thirty. But we're. But I guess when you go to bed at like one a.m. It feels early. Yeah, I'm still yawning. Wow. Stretching. Wow. I didn't know if maybe we're... I've been up for a while, though. I get up early. So, so were you up making cards for your wife? No. Mother's Day. No. Mother's Day. Well, bro. Mother's Day, we're recording this on Saturday. Mother's yep. Day is tomorrow. Yep, yep. So, I mean, there's, you know, the, the, with the pandemic, you mm. know, and everything, it's not like you can go get a card. So, yeah, so you're making one. You know, and like well, my, I would, but like my kids and I, I can't go get the supplies to make the card. So. First of all, your wife is a crafty individual. Not really. Yeah, no. she's got. She's tricky. She, she's not crafty. <laughs> <laughs> but I know she's got paper. I know there's white paper. That's not. You can't make a card out of white paper. That's ghetto. That's you got, ghetto. Yeah, you you got to have like good, mm. like. So you're colored. not going to sit there and let the kids like make a card or anything. Oh no, the, yeah, the kids. No, I, I got them on that. Yeah. Oh, I didn't say you had to. Oh, I guess yeah, I well, did. Yeah, you did. Yeah. Well, I'm actually really talking about you're making sure it gets done. Oh, yes, yes, yes. The kids are doing their thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, listen, uh, we got Jen, her puppy. So uh, everybody's been asking. You know, we were looking at this deaf dog. Yeah, yeah. And uh, we decided, you know, no on the deaf dog. And so we First got, of all, you didn't tell us that. I don't remember that on the podcast. No, you, we didn't. You no, left it. I as, left it. That you we left, haven't recorded since then. I know. You Maybe, yeah. Uh, you Dang. left. Yeah, you left it like, man, look at how... Look at how selfless and loving you guys are as a family to take a dog that no one else wanted well, and it was about to get put down. What, it wasn't that the we were selfless. The story you told me. The story you told me they was. They felt bad. The kid, I didn't. Yeah, I know. But Jen the story you told me was if you guys didn't take that dog, right. that dog was getting put down. No, I didn't say that. Well, so now the dogs got, got put down? No. No. no Yet? No. Nope. Nope. The, now, listen. Last we looked. Still didn't have any appointments to be visited. <laughs> Joey. It was a, listen. So you it, wanted a dog. No, no, they want a dog. No, no, but you, I'm saying you, though, if you're going to have a dog, yeah. it has to have hearing. No, this dog was, uh, it was a pit bull and it was very big and very heavy and very strong and Jen couldn't control it. it was, oh, you're Jen, one of those people that, no. that look at the breed and think no. it's a breed, no. not the owner. No, Jen, you know what? Caesar Jen weighs 95 pounds. <laughs> Jen weighs 95 pounds. She could not, that dog it was just too strong, kept pulling her over. And, uh, so yeah. So, and it was, you know, so her, and it didn't get along with Lucy, our other dog. Yeah. So, so the so. only kind of dogs you guys could that you can overpower, like, like what'd you get? A Shih Tzu? No, 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 man. We got like Chihuahua? A, it's like a, it's like a, it's a, I don't know. It's a dog. It's a dog. It's, well done. It, it looks, it's black. There's pictures on my Instagram. People can see. I don't know what it is. It's a puppy. A little puppy. And it can hear. 
It could hear yeah, that's it. That's so right. see, that's it. Yeah. So yeah, right. the kids are going to do their their cards today. What, what are you? What are, what are you doing for Mother's Day? Well, the kids are doing their cards today. Mm-hmm. Uh, here's the part I'm actually enjoying. I was thinking about this this week. I'm enjoying seeing my kids' personality as they grow. Right. right? Like as they grow and they mature, mm-hmm. uh, I'm I'm enjoying seeing their personality and like little things that I couldn't do in the past that I had to do all do myself. Right. They can now be a part of. Right. So like. Michelle's gift came in and all of a sudden I get this alert saying, oh, this, your, your package is three stops away. Yeah. I like, I like I'm, those I'm, I'm, Yeah. So I'm at work. Oh, did I, yeah. Are you okay? Yeah. Okay. Focus. Focus. <laughs> you can't do that. You throw no, it I'm, I'm trying not to cough into oh, the phone. That's right. Nice. So three stops mic. away yeah. and I, I FaceTime my kids. Okay. And they're at home like, Hey, mommy's gift is three stops away. You got to watch out for it. when it gets there. You got to grab it, get, go hide in Ariana's room. Mm-hmm. And so they're all sitting there and Michelle's like texting me like, why are the kids like mauling the door? Right. And why are they grabbing this box and scurrying off? Like, you know what? Just let the kids be They're You know, they're just being kids. They're just being kids. They're yeah. enjoying it. They're excited for it. So, yeah, it's so, weird that you would trust the children with the Tiffany bracelet that you bought your wife for Mother's Day. I mean, that's a little, you know, feels like a little risky. Yeah, you can always replace them. Your kids. <laughs> that's a good, that's, <laughs> that's a good thought. But yeah, no, we're going to, after this, I got to go get a bunch of supplies for uh, breakfast. What are you doing for breakfast? What are you making, Jen, for breakfast? We haven't uh, decided yet. So are you doing like a nice German spread for her? Something, something for Germans her Germans don't eat breakfast. What? No, they just eat lunch three times a day. Okay. A so, okay, so you're going to make, fact. so you're going to make lunch for breakfast? I'm going to make her make us something. Yeah. That's I'm still making something. Wow. <laughs> the kids and I are going to make crepes. Some yep. nice uh, savory crepes. Mm. So, Michelle oh, likes that's those. the worst kind. That's Michelle worst loves kind. it. Sweet Michelle, gotta go sweet nah, I'm making the sweet crepes for the kids, but mm-hmm. they're gonna help with the the savory one for Michelle. Yeah. A nice breakfast one, little herb goat cheese, arugula. Oh, sounds awful. No nah, man, why do you hate your wife so much? I love her, which is why I sat there for the last week watching videos trying to learn how to make crepes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, it's it's like a making a crepe is sort of like I don't know. Isn't it sort of like it's sort of like a pancake? You're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Thinner. Yeah, can burn easier. I've eaten a lot of crepes. I like crepes. Yeah, crepes I see them make it. Make it. They make the best crepes. Mm-hmm. Not the best. Those are really good crepes. Downtown Frankfurt in Germany. They got all these French guys are up there all set up with their little, uh, so, little so the crepe be- stands. The best yeah. French crepes are in Germany, made by the French that, are, that, are, that are, have emigrated there. <laughs> anyway, so Joe, yeah, what are we going to be talking about today? Uh, you know what? We are in a new chapter. It's a whole Finally. new world. Don't you dare close your eyes. You know, uh, in this chapter, there is a you know brand new point of view. Uh, <laughs> I was about to you say can... you don't remember any more songs. Well, you know what, Joe? Uh, I mean, just hold your breath; it gets better. Ooh. Um. <laughs> well, because this, this is a confession that actually can tell us uh, where to go. And, <laughs> all right, so we're in paragraph one of chapter twenty-seven of the sixteen eighty-nine. It's on the communion of the saints. All right, let me go ahead and read this. Uh, chapter 27, paragraph 1. All the saints that are united to Jesus Christ, their head, by his spirit and faith, although they are not made thereby one person with him, have fellowship in his graces, sufferings, death, resurrection, and glory. And being united to one another in love, they have communion in each other's gifts and graces and are obliged to the performance of such duties, public and private, in an orderly way, as do conduce to their mutual good, both in the inward and outward man. All right. So this particular chapter 
of the confession is very important to us. We love the whole confession, but you know, this is something that this is something that Jimmy and I talk a lot about. Yeah. We talk about the the communion of the saints, uh, you know, Christian brotherhood or sisterhood, you know, gospel friendships and relationships. We can put this uh, in a lot of different ways, mm -hmm. but um, we've said again and again that one, the Christian life is not designed to be lived in isolation. Yeah. Uh, hu human life is not designed to be lived in isolation, much more so the Christian life. Yeah. Despite uh, what we try to make it yeah, out to be. So right? Some of us prefer to be alone yeah. and to our own detriment. Yeah. Um, not only that, but you cannot become the person you're supposed to be on your own. You need other people and other people need you. Like this is, you know, interpersonal relationships that are grounded in the truth of God's word, where there is mutual edification going on is an essential part of Christian life and a healthy faith. And I know that this is um, a painful topic, but you know, we're recording this just a couple of days after hearing about the death of Darren Patrick. Um, I've, I've known Darren for 15 years and um, he has always been to me an encouraging pastor and friend. I met Darren goodness with Steve McCoy years ago in, I think it was in Nashville, Tennessee. Mm. And, uh, and I, we had heard about Darren Patrick in this young church that was blown up pretty fast. And, uh, but we liked what he was doing. And so uh, we, we were at the national convention, the Southern Baptist convention in Nashville, and we had an opportunity to, to meet with him. So we, we found out where he was. Um, you stalked him. Well, we had connections, you know. It was right. it's not stalking. Right. So it was they that, like it, it's not stalking. <laughs> so and he liked so, it. So so that you didn't have a prearranged meeting. You no. just found out wait, like his hotel. It was like a bar. It was like a it was like a it was a weird thing cuz we we walked down that street in Nashville mm -hmm. and then um we knew he was at somewhere. Maybe we knew somebody that was with him. Or did you like find out on Facebook he checked in? No, 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 no. Like you didn't No, no. We we knew somebody that was there. Okay. So we walk up and I'd never seen him before. So we walked into this it's like this back room, side room. I don't know what it is. People are hanging out. And so it was him and a couple of other guys and we walk in and there's this big dude cuz he was a big dude. Mm -hmm. Big dude sitting there. He's like no shoes on, just kicked back, hanging out at and, a bar. Well, it was like I don't know what it is. It was a, it was like a pub, and, but this was a room off to the side where you could just chill and hang out, like a small room. Yeah. Okay, so it's like a pub. Yeah. With a small room, a yeah. proper pub, right? And he had shoes off. Well, you know, because it's Nashville, and people had like slip sandals on because it's hot out. Some people were in flip flops. Okay. So his okay. Flip flops okay. were off. Gotcha. Yeah. So we started talking, and the thing that stood out to me about uh, Darren then was how singularly focused he was on the local church and his local church that he mm. was planting and the mission of the church. He was very focused on that. And so um, Steve and I became friends and with, with, with um, Darren and over the years he's, he's, it, which is weird because as he, he really kind of grew and blew up um, in terms of his, his popularity mm -hmm. uh, and his, his platform, um, he always just maintained connections with people and you can see on Twitter, like all these people saying, I just talked to him a month ago. I just talked to him a week ago. People with like small Twitter accounts, people mm -hmm. with large, it didn't matter. Darren was just really about that. And yes, if people know Darren, they know that he, um, he sort of washed out of ministry at his local church that he had started yeah, because yeah. of some failures. But he's one of the very few people that went through a true uh, repentance and restoration process. Yeah, yeah. And, and submitted to the elders. Yep. yep. And, and his, his ministry, um, that second wave of ministry after his restoration was all about 
spiritual health and helping people. And he really was helping a lot of pastors um, get out of isolation, you know, spiritual isolation and a lack of friendships and accountability because that's what got him into trouble. Mm. And now he's passed. And I know there's a lot of conflicting reports about how he died. We know it was um, a self-inflicted gunshot wound, but we some people are saying it was an accident. Other people are saying it was suicide. So we, you know, we're not getting into all of that. We're mourning. We, we're hurting. It's been a rough couple of days for, uh, for a lot of us and for anybody who loves the church. Um, so we have been praying for, um, the Patrick family and all of Darren's friends. Um, but this just goes to kind of drive the point home, whether Darren was struggling with uh, a feeling of isolation or whether he was just a guy that was pushing that mm-hmm. issue for others, this confession highlights an aspect of Darren's ministry that he knew was really important. Absolutely. And so there are these three parts to this first paragraph that we're going to talk about briefly here before we step into our meeting uh, with the elders. Um, one is there's this emphasis on union with Christ, our union with Christ. Then there is a uh, a, a section that really emphasizes our union with each other and then our responsibilities to each other, right? Yeah. Uh, it says, uh, all saints that are united to Jesus Christ, their head by his spirit and faith, although they are not made there by one person with him, have fellowship in his graces, sufferings, death, resurrection, and glory. Nice. So it's, it's, it's almost funny to me because it's like, hey, when we say we're united to Christ, we're not the same person, okay? There's, uh, we we are not made one person with him. We maintain our identity. Like when you don't see, me, when you don't look at me, you don't just see Jesus. No, no, no. I um, closer to Jesus is what I see. Uh, oh, Joey, you walked right into that. No, that, Joey. That was, yeah, Joey. You look more like Jesus than Jesus. Joey, because Jesus is Hispanic and Jesus was, you know, Joey. Jewish. Joey. That's that's not bad. That's not a bad thing to say. Oh, Joey, you asked. But I'm just saying. Yeah. So though he is the Lord, and we are united to Him. Mm-hmm. Our our lives are hidden in Christ, but. Um, but we are his creatures and he is the creator. We are his disciples. He is the master. And this idea that, you know, we have this union with him, it's by his spirit. So that's the Holy Spirit that makes us, you know, or brings us about this union, but it is through faith, right? There is Mm -hmm. no union with Christ apart from faith. And so this fellowship and union that we have with Christ is related to his graces, sufferings, death, resurrection, and glory. Yeah, I mean, so, you know, when we're talking about uh, fellowship in his graces, Joe, mm-hmm. like, I mean, we're talking about that, those benefits, right? Mm-hmm. Like those benefits of, of salvation. Right, right. And um, this, this idea of fellowship with Christ is, is, is an emphasis in the epistles. In First John in particular, right? That which we have seen and heard, we proclaim to you also so that you may have fellowship with us. It's in reversed order here, but it's the same content. And indeed, our fellowship is with the Father and with His Son, Jesus Christ. So there's that fellowship, right, Mm. that we have with Christ and with the Father. And that fellowship, that union, is what gives us access to all of the graces, the benefits, like you said, Jimmy, of salvation. But it's... It's also a fellowship in Christ's sufferings and his death. And we his don't want to talk about those sufferings. Like, let's just go straight to glory. Let's just go straight to glory. The, the, the sufferings, glory right? and power. Yeah. Our power. <laughs> Praise be to he. You know, that's, uh, is that tongues? What? Praise be to he? No. Oh, I thought that was tongues. No. Praise, Praise be to he. <laughs> Praise be to he. <laughs> um, so, the idea of having a fellowship in his sufferings seems um seems dramatic right because i mean we don't necessarily 
experience that. Some of us don't, right? Like, I mean, when we're, you know, we're talking about here, uh, we have fellowship in his sufferings in that uh, as he is persecuted, right? As he is looked down upon in the world, as the world comes against him, the world comes against us, right? right? Uh, but ultimately, uh, as he suffered the price for us, right. right? We receive the benefit of those of those sufferings. By his stripes, we are healed. Yeah, it's a very good distinction, right? Our sufferings are not meritorious. Mm-hmm. Christ's sufferings were meritorious. He suffered for us. We suffer for him, but not um, for his benefit. That's we right. suffer because of our union with him. Correct. And this is something that, you know, Paul talked about. And I, I love it. Like um, in Philippians 3.10, mm. sometimes I hear certain kinds of Christians emphasize this, that I may know him in the power of his resurrection. Amen. I want to know the power of the resurrection. Amen. And Brother Joey, amen. And sharing his sufferings. Wait, what? Becoming like him in his death. Now, Hold they, on. They, they skip that stuff. Hold on. No, 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 no. Hold on. I want the power. Yeah, stop at that first comma. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's not a comma. That's a. It's supposed to be a bracket that cuts off everything that comes after it and says, no, not for me. Optional. So, and then, you know, we talk a lot about this, right? Death, resurrection, glory, you know, all of the things that Christ went through, he went through for us. And all of those things are related to our experience, right? We, we suffer for Christ. We die to sin and to the world. Uh, we have been born again and raised into a new life and we await the glory that is to come. But it's not just that we have union with Christ, which is everything to us, mm-hmm. because without that, we have nothing. Yeah. But that union grants us another union. And it, the confession continues, and being united to one another in love, they have communion in each other's gifts and graces. Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. Right there. United to one another in, in love. love. Mm-hmm. Not not in duty. No, but no, in no. Love. In, in obligation. Not, not in res- responsibility. Yeah. Uh, so even, like, it, it's easy for us to talk about, like, yeah, you know what? I love my church. Mm-hmm. I love the people in my community group. I love the people. Love the I'm, pastor. I, love the preaching pastor. Um, he the best. And I love people <laughs> in my discipleship group. And like, it's easy to, to talk about that, right? But yeah. what about that annoying individual? Right. right. What about that church down the street that 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 has a Jofo in it? That has <laughs> the Jofo in it. What about that church down the street that you know they're smoking cigars? <laughs> Drinking bourbon. They, they look have like tattoos. homeless guys with these unkempt beards. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. And they got this reformed theology, right? Yeah. Or, you know, but yeah, what about those that, that we disagree with, right? On soteriology. What about uh, right. traditionalists, right? You're not just, you're saying you're not just united to the Christians you know and like. That's right. You're united to the Christians mm. you don't know and are annoyed with. You're getting me. You're getting me because I isn't because we've been thinking about this paragraph. I've only been thinking about the people of our church. Oh, this is conviction you hour. You got me. Conviction hour. Yeah, deflect. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, because it. But that is true. Yeah. Like, yes, you should really feel and sense that union with your local church, yeah, with your brothers easy. and sister. But you should feel that you. You and, and a lot of people don't. A lot of people yeah. like you know they come in as a consumer basically. They just get kind of fed and then they get out of their way. But this goes well beyond that. And that is a reality. Whether you recognize it or not, you are united to other brothers and sisters. And it ought to be something that you experience in love, not just responsibility, not just toleration. And we have that communion in each other's gifts and graces. Mm-hmm. And so in that, then, you know, we want to be, uh, we want to recognize that there are other people with other gifts. There are other people that have these gifts that maybe we're not, uh, that, well, the, just the Lord hasn't given us. Right. right. And we want to celebrate that and to realize what, that's, that's a part of the body. Mm-hmm. That the Lord has given that to right. for our mutual benefit, right. right? Our mutual edification, right? It's always good to see that, to see that somebody 
doesn't just pick up where we are weak, but they, they flourish in ways mm. that we don't even function. Right. And yeah. we, we, we see that, we see that up close on the elder team, right? Because you can see, you know, like Kevin, one of our elder candidates just flourish in certain ways. And you're yeah. Like, Dang. And then you're like, Hey Kevin, what about this? And you're like, He's like, chew. Like, <laughs> and I'm like, oh, cool, 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 cool. I don't, I wouldn't say that Kevin ever chewed or like that. I, oh, I no, no. I've, uh, yeah, no, no. Oh, oh. Ooh. No, no. <laughs> he goes up. He, he goes, doesn't go down. No, 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 but then every once in a while, it's like, <laughs> I don't know about that. I don't know. But yeah, I, to see, to see one another actually, and then encourage one another to step out and to do those things, give them freedom to do yeah. that and not to overly control each other. But I think this idea that you recognize that for you to be full and healthy, you need others gifts and graces. You're not adequate on your own. Yeah. And that's why it leads us into this whole idea. But, um, but the, well, we, we, you know, we have this communion in love, Yeah, but there is this obligation, right? Yeah. Right? And are obliged to the performance of such duties, public and private, in an orderly way, as do conduce to their mutual good, both the inward and outward man. Yeah, that's where I was going. I was just trying to get oh, sorry. And then you just like, but no, you just I, I heard, I, well, I heard your, your, yeah. your computer. I, heard, yeah. I thought maybe you were doing a text yeah. message. No, 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 no. My wife's saying, are you recording right now? I'm like, <laughs> uh, yeah. Jen, well, yes, we are. Yeah. And so because you stopped, yeah. I jumped right in. Yes. Thanks for <laughs> interrupting. <laughs> Thanks, Jen. Hang on. Happy Mother's Day. Wait, that's tomorrow. Yeah. This is, I'm just going to start now. <laughs> Man. Okay, so look. So go ahead. Last last section. This whole idea that we are obligated to perform these duties, uh, public and private, for their good. You yeah. are obligated. I am obligated. It is yeah. our responsibility. That's going to be a pain in the butt if you don't start with the love yep. and, and union that we yep. actually have. Then it's forced. Then it's just this yeah. forced, like... Uh, uh, just this forced blessing. Yeah. Like when, when I had to go hmm. to Moody, no, when I, when I chose to go to Moody and they said, I have to wear Dockers and uh, polo shirts. Um, hmm. I didn't like it. No. You know, when I was, when I was a pastor in Kentucky and had to wear a, a suit to, to the church all the time on Sundays, yeah. I didn't like that. Oh, I hated that. Don't make me wear the suit. But now I don't have to wear a suit. I like wearing a suit. You like wearing the suit. Yeah, I like wearing a suit. See, I thought you were going to talk about how uh, Dane and I have to go to Berlin. We're mm-hmm. going to do Berlin, Amsterdam, and Scotland together. Uh, and I thought maybe that's the obligation you were referring to. No, I don't have an obligation to do anything. No, no, no. Not you. I'm talking about for Dane and I. Yeah, it is an obligation for Dane because he doesn't want to go. He's already been telling me. Really? Like, Show me the text. Yeah. No, we have auto-delete. Yeah. You have auto-delete? Mm-hmm. Yeah, auto-delete on Wait, all your, your guys' conversations on Snapchat? Well, no, no, this is no pictures. No, there's just nothing. Snapchat can still keep a record of it. We we use a special app that auto-deletes everything. There's nothing. What's the name of the app? It's too secret to tell you. <laughs> Point is <laughs> that um, we really do. Oh, by the way, my wife just sent me a Ron Swanson gif saying don't even care mm. that she interrupted us. Okay. Um, we are supposed to perform duties to one another, public and private, in an orderly way so as to conduce our mutual good inward and outward. So we're not just concerned with making sure somebody has a ride home or that they, you know, we're helping them in a, in a, in a pinch, but that they are actually seeking their internal spiritual good, the, the health of their faith. And we are intentional in this. So you've got, you've got to pay attention. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah, yeah. have to know and you have to recognize, 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 uh, and then step in. 
Yeah. I mean, it's in, in other words, it, the Christian faith is not just about you and Jesus. It can't be just about you and Jesus because Jesus is not out there on his own. He has his people, his, mm. his kingdom, his citizens, his brothers and sisters, he calls them, his family. And so when you are reconciled to Christ, you are reconciled to his people. And now we have this privilege, these shared graces, and we have this obligation to serve one another. It is an awesome thing. And yeah. This sets us up to get into paragraph two, which we'll hit next week. Um, but let's let's keep in mind that God has placed a number of Christians around you. Um, very close proximity, local church, and even people that are Christians that are not in your local church. Do we recognize that those are our brothers and sisters, regardless of our some of our differences? And can we say that my aim is to be a good encouragement, a good word, a good influence for them? That's a challenge for me. I am excited to uh, to look for those opportunities, especially during the closure of our state. You know, where we can't do anything really except you know go to Costco. Well, we'd love to hear your thoughts. You can follow us online on Instagram and Twitter at Doc and Devo or on Facebook slash Doctrine and Devotion. You can head to the website, DoctrineDevotion.com. There you can contact us. You can sign up for the email blast or hit up the store, JoeFoStore.com, and grab some gear. Fresh pod every Monday and Thursday. Blog post on Wednesdays. Oh, good night. Goodbye. Going to go for a nap now? I need a blanket. <laughs> Later. Later.